It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. It might be cold, but the sports calendar is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. And FanDuel is now live in Maryland. So use promo code FAVORITES and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. Must be 21 or older and in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. Call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to the favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined as I am every episode by my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Simon, Simon, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Okay? Are we? Everyone's asking us to get into it. Boy, did we have a brilliant week last week. We were right about Foxhole, 49ers minus three and a half. We were right on Simon Says, Giants plus two and a half. We were right on the exact decision, Cincy plus two and a half. Yeah. We were right on the big balls better of the week, Rams plus eight. Scoot Roulette, you had the 49ers uh, minus three and a half. I stuck to my guns with the Titans at plus five. Um, the only blemish on the whole record. Dude, you know what? I knew it was going down by Sunday morning. I knew it. And no, you didn't. Yeah, we. I did. We'll get into it right away. <laughs> uh, you know, great week for us in the contest. We went three and two. Our teams were the Titans, which lost. We had the, the Jets. Jets, which lost. Then we had the Rams, the Niners, and the Raiders, all which won. So great week for us. Yeah. Before we get into the Titans and Raiders, three and two week. Tell me, did we make up any ground in the contest? Did we lose ground in the contest? We, yeah, lost. we lost. Yeah, that was an easy week. Should we should have won five and zero oh or four and one? So we dropped the game again, but that's okay. I mean, it's kind of how it goes. I don't know if we're gonna drop it into people right away, or you want to wait till Thursday so they can maybe jack together this out. But we're taking a bye week this week. We have to use a bye week. Me and Chad have been saving it for this week for weeks now. Um, so. I think there's what six teams on a bye. We each did the math. I mean, it's one of the, it's me on the worst weeks to handicap just because it's the fewest options. So again, this week, nothing changed on the show. Uh, we'll still give everything out, but I think Matt Mitchell doesn't want us to put it in the app. So that'll be the only difference. I'll still put it out on Twitter and everything, what our five would have been. But yeah, it's gonna be nice, Chad. We're gonna take a nice little well-earned break after we've had um uh, it's week 14. We've had two losing weeks out of 13 weeks. So 11 and two winning weeks. It's been a good year. We've, we deserve a little break uh, from a weekend. Yeah. I mean, and last week was excruciating because we lost the Jets and we lost the Titans in the early yeah. games. So we needed to go three, and know, with the Raiders, the, the 49ers, uh, the Raiders, the 49ers, and who else was it? Rams. Oh, and of course, in the first five minutes, Jimmy G goes out. So um, <laughs> right. anyways. The, no, Titans, the 0 and 2 was just brutal because I was like, my whole thing is we've never gone zero and five, and I want that to be on my tombstone. Um, and I that was in real jeopardy when we started zero and two, and I was panicking. I was like, "Holy shit, are we finally going zero and five? But yeah, three straight winners to end it the four o'clock games saved a three and two week. That that was fun. Thank God, thank freaking God. On to the Titans for a second, because I was on it, you were not, and. On Convince Me on Sunday, the show we do on Sunday mornings, we had a graphic, me, you, Raybon, Kerner, 
everybody was on the Titans except for you. And you stuck to your guns. You said, yeah. this is why I do it professionally. Kind of. But but you got to admit that like it, you were on an island in the universe, not just professionally. Like the professionals, sharp calls, they all like the Titans. That line moved from six and a half down to four and a half. It wasn't public money moving that line. So yeah, I would say that the pros that were at six and six and a half, which I I give them the benefit of the doubt. I said that's the good value. The value had shifted, and that was my whole reason for loving the Eagles. But I'll let you get off easy. You just have to do two things. Do you want to do the two things to get off easy? I don't know. All right. First one is: Are sports books your friends, Chad? Are sports books your friend? Simon, sports books are not our friends. Okay, that is. So you already passed clear. that one. Good job. Number two: Who wrote the book? Fuck you. I wrote the book. I'm telling you right now. I I wrote the book. Sports books are not our friends. It's funny. I was uh, in the city today. I'm recording this from our still being constructed, about 80% done action network studio in the city. Took the train into the city from Connecticut this morning. And I was looking at the games and we're going to get into it and thinking about games that I like. And there was a number and I thought to myself, Sports books are not our friends. <laughs> there you go. You and that's, that. that's what I'm trying to get into to people. Like, was I trying to give Chad a hard time last week? No. But my whole point is when he was coming at me about why I was taking the Bills, who were a road favorite against New England, and why I was taking the Eagles against the Tennessee Titans was just a simple fact of you can't just always blindly go with what got you there. There are weeks to weeks, the rhythm to this whole football season. That's my job. I have to kind of ride that rhythm. And it is week to week. And I do feel sick to my stomach doing that stuff like that bills bet that was scary as hell we saw the reverse line action i think it opened at five or five and a half it was three and a half by kickoff i was like okay i might have made a huge mistake on this bills game what happened the bills blow them out eagles same thing eagles i thought you were getting a good number of five and a half i thought it was gonna go back up to six it went the other way it dropped to four four and a half yeah that's a it's a lonely feeling chad what you talked about so what i was trying to explain to people is again be nice to chad chad he did something I didn't think was possible, which he actually hired a professional better and let them into this whole media world where looking from the outside, I just never understood it because I just looked at a whole sea of phonies and it was just like, there aren't hundreds of these people out there that are sports professionals and they just happen to work in media as well. So when Chad allowed me into his world and allowed me into this whole media thing, it's for games like that where it's like, yeah, it's a lonely feeling being on the Eagles there. But I think people learn from that where it's like, well, you just said you kind of want to be that guy, right? You want to be the guy by yourself against everyone else because that tends to be the right side. So not a good feeling. Honestly, it was like scary as hell because I had a decent amount of money in the Eagles. And then we ended up taking the Titans in the contest. And I was like, Jesus, what am I rooting for here? But the best thing happened where they just got blown the hell out. So I didn't have to hear from Chad. It even being like a closed game. No excuse. It was just the wrong side. But that happens. Like you make bad bets, you move on. And that's kind of how it goes where, yeah, I'd love to take a victory lap. But I was already on to this week by Sunday night. Like, it's just such a short-lived feeling of winning in gambling world where, yeah, that was fun on Sunday, but I was kind of already on to week 14 come Monday. Listen, by the way, I also love the Lions and you love Jacksonville. I wanted to put the Broncos in. I said put Lions in, though. You, you didn't want to do it. What do you mean? I gave you Pittsburgh and I gave you the Lions and I stopped you from taking the Bears. Don't don't try to flip this. No, 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 no. I would, we were never taking the Bears. You I wanted never. it. You wanted no, it. No, for no, no, no. Yes, you did. It came down. It came down to the Jets and the Lions, and we decided. No, that no, the no. Lions... It came down to uh, it came down to the Jets and Bengals. Bengals and Jets. The Bengals were one and a half. That was the only reason we didn't put. That's Bengals right. In. It was the Bengals were one. Because we and wanted half. the two and a half. That's right. But I was I with you. I did like I did like the Jaguars. My only reason I said let's take Detroit was I think it was plus one and a half or plus a half. And the line had shifted to minus two. So I was like, we could take lines. We want the value. But yeah, three and two. I obviously wish we had gone four and one. I mean, the Jets game, we barely even talked about, but it was just like. Excruciating. Your, yeah, your typical, the the sports book just knows. Where like all that money was coming in on the Jets all week up plus three and never moved. I thought they were misreading the situation. I thought they got the line wrong. Somehow they knew this guy was going to drop the ball in the back of the end zone the end of that game. So yeah, the books, the books got lucky on that one, but that's kind of how it goes. All right, well, we'll get into some of the Jets stuff. We'll get into the Lions. Those are the Jets, Vikings, and then the Lions, Jags. The Lions are playing the Vikings this week. It's a game that I'm really interested in. 
Uh, yeah. You and I haven't talked about it, but uh, all right. Thursday night football. Raiders visiting the Rams. All of a sudden, the Raiders, six-point favorites on the road at the Rams. We were ahead of the curve on the Rams. We loved them last week at plus two. That line moved all the way to Raiders minus two. We were on the Rams. That game opened at eight. It closed about six and a half. So we like both of these teams last week. Yeah. Is that influencing our thinking with the line this week? Raiders nearly touchdown favorites on the road. Yeah, the Thursdays are just tough for me, right? Even people get noticed that last week where I usually go with the favorite, even if they're on the road. In the sense that late in the season on short weeks, it's a big deal to just be the better team. It's because you don't really have time to scheme, right? Most of these guys, they're they just got in a car accident. That's how they those football players describe playing football. They got in a car accident on Sunday. The body rests Monday. Maybe they come in on Tuesday for treatment and some film watch, do a walkthrough on Wednesday, and then they have the game Thursday. Like that's literally these guys' weeks this week. There's not much prep time. So I mean, Chad knows we almost always take the Rams here. I just have no play because I, I kind of want to take the Raiders. The fact that it's under seven, I think you're getting a good number with the Raiders. But this Rams team we saw last week in Seattle, they have players that can make plays. They got guys who come, if filled in and can't get open and can't make plays. So I don't know what to do with this one. I, I, it's, a, it's a game that I usually would go with the Rams, but there's just, there's just so much here to unpack between these two teams on a short week. I'll probably have a pick for it um, by Thursday. Like, again, we'll do two shows on Thursday, and I'll have more better info on this game by then. But as we sit here right now, um, I lean towards the Raiders. We'll do a podcast on Thursday. And, of course, we'll do our Action Island show, also yeah. presented by FanDuel. Here's one game that I'm – one team that I'm really glad we didn't get suckered into. Going into the weekend, I love the Rams. I love the Broncos. We made the Rams big balls bet of the week. Uh, I was totally comfortable with it being the Broncos too. Bet them both. Avoided the Texans. Avoided the Texans curse. Just decided, as you said, you got to play the flow. You can't just play the number. And Texans are just a terrible team. And (laughs) so there was like, everything that can go wrong for the Texans went wrong. Every way that the Browns can score other than an offense, they scored. And the Texans still couldn't cover that game. They are now 17-point underdogs to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we joked last show. I, I said eventually the, the, the books are going to get Houston right, and they'll figure out this line. I'm just not going to be the one paying for it to figure out when that, that is because there's just no. other games I'd rather invest in. Houston is, is a team to me that that first half was it felt like it was going to be easy money. We all knew Watson was going to be rusty. Um, I believe it was five nothing, and something stupid happened. I don't know if they threw a pick or whatever it was, but it was it was a, it was a maybe it was a kick return, whatever it was. Cleveland scored and they scored again, and it was just. And one of the first time I can remember, a team had 24, 21 points, and their offense had zero of those points. Like their defense and special teams had scored all of it. So, yeah, Houston's an absolute train wreck. Um, Dallas, this is always the games they let down and let teams cover in uh, after a huge blowout, but. They're so good. Like, they're so good defensively. They're so good offensively. Cowboys are going to be one of these teams. They're going to get hyped just like the 49ers were these last couple of weeks. And I'm going to stay with, I said, with again, Jimmy played well. I still don't think he's playing as well as people thought he was, Jimmy Garoppolo. That's why I don't know if it's that big of a deal that he's out now. And the same goes for Dak. Since Dak's been back, if you look at his numbers, they're all not that impressive. He's just very blessed where he has Pollard a great offensive line and a great defense where they're kind of hiding all these deficiencies that Dak has had since he's been playing this year. He's just not the same quarterback he's been. So I'm excited for the Cowboys. I think they might end up being a top seed. They could even steal this division from the Eagles, the way the season plays out with different matchups and different games. But come come uh, February or January, I'm just not going to be backing this Cowboys team. I think Dak has major issues that he has not figured out yet. So just going off this matchup right now, Chad said it like, Aren't we supposed to take the 17 and a half? This is an insane number. Um, that's where we'll probably end up. Will this be one of my five biggest bets this week? No way. I'm just not going to be paying for that experience with this Houston team. Not a chance. Uh, and like, it's the exact reasons why we walked away from them. And look, we saw it on Monday night or on Sunday night when the Cowboys played the Colts. This team can get very explosive, very fast. Yeah. They can score in any way. The Texans really have no offensive firepower to speak of. 
Kyle Allen is a sitting duck back there. Yeah, it's it's varsity versus JV. Yeah. It really Davis is. More of like, there's honestly, you know how sometimes you worry about a backdoor cover at a number this big. <laughs> I worry about a front door cover. Like yeah. it's, you know, like they're gonna find a way to extend the lead when it's 13, 14, 17 late and in the we, game. We saw when they covered against the Eagles team, you just need a lot of things to bounce your way. And for Houston to cover that game, they had a, a touchdown on the opening drive and they had a touchdown right before the end of half. Yeah. And they scored three points the rest of the game. So that's one of those where it's just like, that's what Chad just said. How how do you see Houston getting points? I just can't do it. So that's what's hard for me to back this number. We watched that game together. The uh, <laughs> Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson in his second game back are visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. You know how I feel about the Bengals. Three weeks in a row, on the Bengals, on the Bengals, on the Bengals, made a my exact decision last week. I just think Joe Burrow is so special really manages the game. And I don't mean that in a pejorative way. He just understands the flow and the rhythm and is unafraid in the moments where you cannot show fear. What's interesting about this game, 85% of the bets are on the Bengals at minus six. The money is relatively split. So what that's telling me is that wise guys are coming in on the Browns at plus six. And I kind of buy it. I would bet the Bengals here. People are going to notice a theme. Me and Chad, we had a couple favorites we loved last week. This week, it's just I love a lot of dogs, and this is one of them. People remember one of my bigger bets. I think it might have been a Simon Says play. Was that Browns at home on Halloween against the Bengals? I think it was three and a half. Same exact scenario. The Browns team looked awful the week before. The uh, The Bengals were getting all the hype in the world, right? They just had a big win. It's another game of I'm not back in Watson. This is more of a back of. Their defense, for some reason, matches up really well against what Joe Burrow and this offense wants to do. And in Joe's career, I'd have to look, but I think he is 0-4 uh, straight up. Any never, beat, against... never beaten the Browns. Right. I think that is right, though. I think he's never beaten the Browns in his early career. And he might have missed a game because that ACL tear. But in the games he's played, he's just struggled against this defense for some reason. The way they scheme it with their cornerbacks and their safeties. And Miles Garrett always plays well against the Cincinnati uh, front line. It, it is a really bizarre matchup in that sense. But just off not going off any of that, this number should be four. Like, this number is ballooned up on what we just talked about. Joe Joe is – he's going to be that guy this week talked about MVP. Like, I'm not sure what his odds were at the start of the week and now what they are. But you have a game like that, what he had against the Chiefs, which was not perfect, but close to it. Like, anytime they needed a third down and a big play – Joe kept doing it. And like Chad just talked about, he's been doing it for weeks now. They're on a really hot run. Uh, 10 and 1, their last 11 ATS. It's incredible uh, what this team has done. But this number is inflated. And it's it's inflated in the uh, number in a divisional game. I always back the dog in those sides. So I wanted to be on the Bengals. I was hoping the value would come down because Watson was back. And I was like, maybe this will open at three and a half. I could grab that. It didn't. It opened up at like six, six and a half. Um, staying at six, maybe it's going to drop a little bit, but I grab that six now just to be safe. I agree. Love it. Love it. Want some more of it. Interesting that we have three in-state games: Texans, Cowboys, Browns, Bengals, Jets, Bills. Just a quirk of the oh, schedule. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Quirk of the schedule. Nothing significant. Just interesting. Uh, it's, it's like, that's the kind of thing Scott Hansen would drop in uh, <laughs> right. red zone. Jets, nine and a half point dogs at the Bills. Did the Bills get right against the Patriots? Did the Jets blow an opportunity to move up in the standings against the Vikings? Is Mike White for real? Uh, very interesting team right now. My first instinct, nine and a half feels like a lot yeah. for the Jets defense a lot. That's what I hate it. It feels like another game. Like I'm hoping I get calls about this one. They're I don't not our friends, it. Simon. They are not our friends. So that's my issue with it. Where it's like me and Chad were all over this Jets team when they upset and beat this Bills team, and now they're sucking us back in again. Where it's like nine points, nine points. That's insane. So yeah, I'm, I, I haven't bet this one. I don't know what to do with it yet. Um, this will no doubt be a call. I'll be looking around at people, seeing who people are betting because. It feels like another game of everyone's going to be all over the Jets because of what Chad just said. Like, that's a lot of points for a good Jets defense and offense that can clearly move the ball. They punted that, they punted one time against that Vikings team. So, um, one of the fishier lines of the week, this one. Uh, early, early lean, though, is obviously towards the Jets, but I haven't bet this yet. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I want to wait and see what the markets do on this. I also think it'll be interesting to see if we get any sharp calls about this one. You yeah, I, mean? I, I don't know if they're going to touch it though. That's the only one because that's. I feel like they might feel like me, where it's like, what in the world? It's either the Jets or nothing. I feel like most people are going to feel the same way. All right, this one I know we're going to talk about: Eagles on the road, seven point favorites against the New York Football Giants. Do you want to say it? Once again, Simon says the Giants. Simon, I knew it. You know, you and I didn't discuss it, but that's why I said, do you want to say it? Because I had a feeling we were going Giants plus seven. And it's the same reason we took the Giants last week. I just feel like the number is going to move and the number is inflated where last week I had that game at a pick. I really think it was going to end in a tie. No, but it is, it is a great feeling. The model's hitting that well. That game literally, I was on the under. I had the game at 40 and I had that game at a pick. The game literally landed on a pick in under 40. That's like, if you're a nerd, you love building models. That's like the best feeling in the world. So that um, that under, by the way, I had stupid. it under 40 and a half. Yeah, that's what I mean. I had under 40 and a half. And I, my, yeah. And the fact we won that game. So stupid. So like not to score <laughs> basically the entire second half. It was 20 to 13 at halftime, yeah. I think. And the Giants scored one touchdown. Early, and Early in the third quarter, it was 20 to 13. And nobody scored again. I it know. was excruciating so for this matchup it's a, a divisional matchup between two teams that we, we know what everyone thinks to the eagles now people got burned bad by them usually when that happens people come in really heavy on that side and the fact that books now are hanging six and a half that's why i want people to grab the seven now i just can see this coming down the pros are going to bet this number down to six i believe and the public they love it this is gonna be one of the biggest tease games of the week everyone will have this in a teaser just a, a classic public side. And me and Chad didn't even talk about it. But last week on Sunday, I think the favorites went 13 and one straight up. Yep. Usually the following week, there are some big upsets. So this is a game I have circled where Eagles, we saw them struggle already this year with divisional teams. We saw them lose at home against Washington, a game they should have probably won. Same thing here. It's it's a big number in a divisional game. Should be four and a half, four. It's inflated up so much now just because I feel like the, the shines kind of rubbed off on the shines team. Well, on the flip side, Hurts, he's almost tied now with Mahomes for MVP odds. Like the Eagles are just being hyped up to no end right now. So um, that was a nice buy low last week on the Eagles. This week, I'll still high on them. I'll, I'll go with the Giants again. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, this the Giants, it's a divisional game. Giants at home, playoff implications. All the things you said, plus the inflation on the Eagles. Yes. Back the Giants. The other thing <laughs> I'll say is uh, pricing. The juice on this at plus seven is already below minus 110, which basically tells you get it now because it's moving fast. And it is a pros Joe's game. 63% of the bets on the Eagles, 60% of the money on the Giants. Right. Looking to get more out of this NBA season? Well, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to touchdown scores to over-under yards. Wednesday night, my favorite bet in the NBA is Toronto and the over at home against the Los Angeles Lakers. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday with a same-game parlay. FanDuel is also now live in Maryland. Marylanders, make sure you get in on the action along with great offers, boosts just for you. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel with promo code FAVORITES. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or over and in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Dial 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit 
www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Another Pros-Joes game right now. Jaguars, plus four against the Titans. 74% of the bets on the Titans, 70% of the money on the Jags. Yeah, I would say their their thinking is correct in that this line's inflated. The Titans are not that much better of a team on paper than that the Jaguars are. But we've seen it all here with this Jaguars team. They don't know how to finish games, and they're just bad in the second half. And they've had many games like that where they've been in it and they've let things slide. So I would love to take the Jaguars here, but the value is definitely on the Titans here in the sense that this is a good bounce-back spot for them against a team that has been horrible on the road historically. And we saw that last week. with the They just didn't not, they looked flat. Like, they came out. Golf was tearing them up all up and down the field. I'm on St. Brown. was open anytime he wanted to get open. And I know, obviously, Tennessee has injuries to so their wide receiver position. That could be a, a big issue to them. But, man, it's, it's hard to pass at that number at four. Um, maybe I'll just stay away from it, but it feels like Tennessee's the right side here. To me, it's a pass right now. Uh, there's two, the the thing that makes it interesting to me is great coaching matchup. You're not, there's no advantage that you're getting in the coaching matchup comparable in terms of the need, right? I think they play each other twice the rest of the year. Yeah. Still an opportunity for the Jags to win the division if they can sweep the Titans and one or two good things. Yeah, that's true. So there is some incentive. And then you've got just the divisional component of it, like a divisional favorite, a divisional game of more than three. You'd kind of lean Jags, but I don't trust this team. Don't trust them at all. Yeah, I feel like the books aren't giving us enough value on this Jags team. That I, I, I'd have to look at I honestly think they're 2-18, and 18, something crazy like that ATS on the road. I know Evan put out something last week about it. They've just struggled mightily. And that's why I was okay with those putting the lines in, and look what happened. They won by 30. So, yeah, I just... I'm not. I'm. I'm done betting the Jaguars on the road. They clearly have issues with this team traveling. Vikings visiting the Lions. The Lions are two and a half point favorites. This line has moved up. Yeah. Opened at one and a half. Uh, moved up today, like in the last few hours. I don't know if it's because I picked the Lions on our <laughs> daily show, Green Dot Daily, that airs at noon Eastern on Ad Action Network, Network HQ and in the app. I'm going to ED this exact decision. On the Lions, I still like the Lions at less than a field goal. 94% of the money on the Lions right now, but 57% on the Vikings. So it's a pro-Joe game, pros on the Lions. They're just a better team. Like, I know it sounds crazy to say it. The Vikings, again, a one-score game, gave up nearly 500 yards to the Jets. They The Jets punted one time. They scored one touchdown. Like the Lions, since Amonra St. Brown came back, since they had their bye, the Lions are comparable to the Bengals in terms of their rankings for advanced metrics on offense and defense, and they're lights out at home. So I love, love, love the Lions in this spot. By the way, Simon, we're two Lions wins away from cashing our over ticket for the season, which was our probably our biggest preseason win total future. Do you agree or disagree? Lions, exact decision. Exact decision by Chad Millman. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm on it. This is one of these games I bet early. Bet the Lions on the open as a dog. Um, it flipped right away, I think, Sunday night to them being favorites. A classic game of public perception versus professional betters, how they view certain teams and certain lines. Um, but if this hits three, three and a half for the Vikings, the value is going to flip. And that's the toughest part about doing this, where it's like, I want to take the Lions. Two and a half, I'd still take them like Chad's doing right now. I think that's a good number. But in a divisional game like this, if it gets to three, the Lions don't blow teams out usually. Like that was insane what they did last week. They they yeah. usually play close games. That's what the Vikings do as well. They've had two losses this year. Both those losses, they got blown the hell out. Every other game has been a one-score game. They've won. So I'm with you. They're lucky as hell, but I've been paying for it. Like my two biggest bets I won this year, one was the Eagles against them. The other one was Dallas against them. But I'm giving a lot of it back last week. New England, yeah, I can say they were unlucky and that was a lot of special teams BS. The Vikings won that game. The Jets game, 
what was the crazy stat? The the Jets had five five trips to the red zone. They were five for five on field goals. They didn't yep. score a single touchdown. The Vikings went three for three on touchdowns in the other on the other end. So yeah, they they keep winning by weird ways, and that's just kind of how teams are. So we'll be able to get value next year fading them. But there could be that wonky team, Chad. So as long as you know that as we back the lines, it's it sucks. It's like the worst feeling right now as you bet against this Vikings team because that felt like the right side last week with the Jets. It felt like everything went exactly as we thought it would. I thought there'd be a lot of points because they didn't understand how good Mike White was. He'd have a chance to win it there at the end, and it just didn't happen. So not going to overreact to not cashing bets two weeks in a row. I'll stay with Chad, stay the course, keep fading this Vikings team who's just getting very, very lucky these last couple of weeks. So under three, you should grab that line's line. Grab it. Grab it. It won't last, folks. Ravens on the road at the Steelers, the resurgent Steelers. <laughs> We've said this on the podcast. Kenny Pickett's a gamer. Um, yeah. And they are figuring out ever since the bye, he's just, they've been a better team. And they're getting George Pickens more involved in the offense. Uh, you saw Najee Harris with some angry runs. Uh, but really, it's about Kenny Pickett and his ability as a playmaker. He's been fantastic. Plus, having TJ Watt back again, he was injured last week and went out at the end of the game. Um, Steelers, two and a half point favorites on the road against the Ravens. I don't have a strong opinion here yet. Yeah, I love the Ravens at three. If it touches three again, I'll grab it again. Uh, threw a little on the three. They moved it right to two and a half. Both these teams, without Lamar, are the same team. They're going to both rely heavily on their defense. So a game, if you're not comfortable taking a side, just bet the under. I, don't, I just think both these teams are going to struggle to score points in what will be a defensive battle. Um, the the no Lamar thing is huge, though, for this Ravens team. But the fact that this game opened at a pick, it's moved to two and a half, three. Seems like it's a little bit of an overreaction on just the simple fact that Lamar hasn't been playing that well anyway down the stretch here. I saw enough from that offense last week where they kind of got a rhythm. They move, they're able to move a ball against a really good Denver defense. The Denver defense is better than Pittsburgh's defense. So um, in a divisional matchup like this, if Tomlin was the dog, I would love him here with his backup quarterback. It's no different with Harbaugh. Like we've seen these kind of matchups between these teams for the last 20 years. Um, you kind of throw the quarterbacks out and it's kind of a battle between two defenses. And that's what feels like this game's going to be. It's kind of going to be the old old school, early 2000s battle, this Pittsburgh Ravens defenses. So like the under the most here, but to get to three, I'll be back on the Ravens. A two and a half, no real play for me. Uh, right now, the total on this game at FanDuel is uh, 36 and a half. Damn. That's come down a lot. That is the, I'm looking at the uh, FanDuel app wow. right now. That is the lowest total on the board. The next lowest is uh, Bucks Niners at 37 and a half. Nothing else in the 30s that yeah. I'm seeing. Yeah, that's a low number. That's my really lowest total of the year. You know what? I feel like uh, wasn't someone at 36 or 35 and a half. This, it might have been the Bengals. The, the, whoever the Broncos played a couple weeks ago. Oh, uh, right, right. Yeah, Broncos, Broncos Carolina, which did go Carolina. under. Yeah, which went way under. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. I will say this right now, as I said it last week for the Rams, very early big balls, bet of the week contender Broncos plus nine and a half at home against the Chiefs. Wait. Last week, I, I, I was slacking with Matt Mitchell and Simon. Every morning I woke up wanting to bet the Broncos, waited, waited, waited. It got to, my, to plus 10 for about five minutes. <laughs> I better to plus 10 and felt great about it. I'm waiting for this to get to plus 10 because 81% of the money is on the Chiefs, 83% of the bets. But the Broncos are the side here, Simon. Yep. I mean, if you want to say we're big balls, I was going to make this our foxhole, but we can do big balls for this one. No, dude. Foxhole. I'll, I'll, listen, I want the Broncos <laughs> on our slate. That's all I'm yeah, saying. It's going to be. So and, and we talked talk about last yeah, Foxhole, Broncos. All right, we're in the Foxhole. I, I, we, we talked about last week where me and Chad, we felt gross doing it, but it was just the media was just so bashing this Denver team. Everyone was bashing them. No one was betting them. Everyone was talking bad about them. The books kept bumping the lineup because they were begging people to put money on Denver. And I didn't. I hated myself for it. I literally hated myself for it. As soon as that game kicked off, I hated having money on Denver. 
As soon as I saw Russell Wilson get the ball, I hated myself for putting money on Denver. He's the worst. They are so bad offensively. It is truly painful to watch. But I kept saying to myself, you're not betting them for Russ. You're betting them for the defense. Did we get lucky as shit that Lamar went out? Sure. But we knew that game was going to be low scoring. That's just how those game, that game was going to play out. That was going to be a low fault game. And if Lamar, even, even if Lamar finished that game, I still think we would have covered that number. Just the way the game flow was going, how Denver's defense was playing that offense in Baltimore. I know you got it, you went out early in the first, but it just felt like that game where Denver was going to stay in. We were going to cover that number. Same feeling here with this Chiefs team, where I would love to back the Chiefs to have a huge bounce back. I know historically, Mahomes absolutely dominated Denver. And like me and Chad, we've bet this spot many of times. I can remember two years ago, we had Denver at home uh, with with Drew Locke, uh, 11 and a half in the contest. Snow. Yeah, it was all working for us. They were moving the ball. I think it was 7-7. He was driving the field, Drew Locke, strip sack. They took it the other way. They scored. I think they ended up winning by like 21, the Chiefs. So we've been burned many times. That's why I'm not even worried about this with Russell Wilson. He can't be any worse than Drew Locke was over all the times we bet this spot. So I'm with Chad in the sense that this is an inflated line. We're getting two points of value just because everyone hates betting Denver. No one bet them last week. Me and Chad are the few people that actually won money on them last week. You got to roll it over. A A divisional game, a home dog with a good defense. We have to do it. It's another case of you have to just hold your nose and bet this. Don't even watch it. Because I had to turn it off because it was so damn painful to watch that offense. Just trust the defense. Trust the number. This is a smart play to back Denver here. But do you wait until it gets 10 or do you play it at nine and a half? Um, you can. Like, I, I already took the nine and a half. But like, with most of my bets, I'm like you. I'm waiting for that number. So, yeah, if the 10 pops, that's when I'll kind of unload on it. But I'd play the nine and a half small just in case it does drop to eight and a half because you're getting you're getting a fair number here at nine and a half. You are getting a fair number. A couple of stats that Evan Abrams, our crack researcher, sent me about this game. Yeah. Home dogs are of seven or more since 2002 are uh, 199, 164.6, 6, 55% against the spread. In December or later, it moves up to 56%. Um, the teams... That has since again since 2002. Uh, oh no, since 2016, teams with a winning percentage of 65% or more versus teams with a lo- with a winning percentage of 25% or less. Chiefs versus Broncos in this case, it's about 30%. Uh, no, 71 and 100 <laughs> against the spread. I got to do the math on what that percentage is. Evan didn't give me that crib note, but since 2020. Same scenario. The uh, teams with the better record are 36% against the spread. I jumbled it all, but basically the same back the Broncos. Now, here's the interesting one about Mahomes. Everyone knows his career November, December record, 32 and five straight up. Yep. 17, 18 and two against the spread. What that tells me is that he is so good as the season goes on Bookmakers automatically inflate the line, so you're getting the value. Then he's the teaser god. You just throw him in every teaser. The guy always wins. So that's another interesting part of this. Why it is at nine and a half? Because seven point teaser, that's two and a half. So the books know what they're doing, hanging these big numbers. Another quick short number thing you can look at is favorites of seven or more points this year. They were seven and zero heading into last weekend. The only loss was Houston. So that's. One of those things where Houston lost that game because they're absolutely terrible. Most of these teams we've seen this year that have been big dogs, they've played well. So it's uh, another reason I love the Giants at seven. It's another reason I love this this uh, Denver team. Two divisional teams at seven or more points at home. It, it just it's it's me and Chad. We cannot pass on these kind of opportunities to play these games. Simon, no joke. Sometimes I forget we're live on amp. Yeah. This number has moved from nine and a half to nine. Yeah. So that's that's the fear with it. So I would say don't wait for the 10. Just grab the nine and a half. Just go get it. That's why I think the Giants will move too. It's just as pros can't pass on these kind of big numbers in divisional games in December. It's just really hard to pass on those numbers. Oh, that's amazing. Look at the influence we have. <laughs> We're crazy. Oh, uh, man. Panthers on the road, four and a half point dogs against the Seahawks. 
I don't know, man. Like, I know. Why would anybody be favoring? There's so much money coming in in the Panthers right now. I, I mean, know. What's the theory here? It's three we're and a half Fanduel, by the way. Three we're and a half. To take Seattle, it's the twelfth man versus Sam Darnold. Like I, I just blindly take Seattle here, but man, there's there's so many question marks for now. Seattle's defense, they just don't look good. These last couple of weeks, they've been good. I mean, LA was moving the ball up and down the field on them with backups at every position. So I get the love for Carolina. I'm interested to hear what people's opinion on on this game. It's another game I haven't bet yet. I wanted to take Seattle right when the game opened um, just because I knew the public would fade them after such a bad showing against the Rams. But, man, don't have to do with this one. Um, we can wait. I, yeah, I, I would wait on this. Because to me, Seattle feels like the really does feel like the smart side where Carolina will be a public dog. And people are just not – because, again, Carolina has a great defense, but they're, they're simply forgetting it's Sam Darnold who struggled his whole career on the road going up against that 12th man, which is a big deal. So um, interesting game, to say the least. We've got four games right now that we are full-on consensus about that we love. Yeah, no-brainers. No-brainers. The Niners uh, are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, I mean, at home against the Buccaneers. This is another pro-Joe game. Bets on the Buccaneers, money on the Niners. I like the Niners here. I know. But I don't love the number. The number worries me. And this number is going to go Really? Up. Yeah. I like it at three and a half, but I, I'm with you. I just have no real feel for it because I feel like, what the hell is his name? Brock Purdy? Listen, shout out to the uh, Big Bets on Campus podcast with Stucky and Colin Wilson, who for the entirety of the Action Network's existence, Brock Purdy basically was in college. And we would I celebrate we would celebrate Brocktober every fall because of Brock Purdy and what he did at Iowa State. Love what, Brock Purdy. I feel super left out because I had never heard of that guy. Even Mr. Irrelevant, maybe I heard of him then, but when he came to that game, Chad, I was like, holy shit. Like my biggest bet of the day now is resting on a third stringer. But Luckily, what we bet on played out of that 49ers defense getting after Tua. And that's why you kind of back this 49ers team. It's, I didn't want to be the one shitting on Jimmy G. It was just more of me saying this guy is such a vessel. People are giving him too much credit. Where if it was Trey Lance in there and he had been learning this system, I think we kind of had the same results we've seen this year. It's, it's kind of built around that where they just have so many weapons. Ayuk has taken such a major step this year that um, Debo is – not that he's not irrelevant, he just isn't what he was last year because Ayuk has kind of filled that void of being a true number one receiver. Kittle still makes huge plays, and then you throw McCaffrey in there. It's just like, man, this guy has four major weapons that he just needs to get the ball in their hands and they can make plays for him. That's crazy. People are betting Tampa here. Maybe they're betting it because of what happened last night and they think they can ride that momentum. On paper, the difference between these two teams is light years. So take the under if you don't want to take a side. If you're like Chad, you just don't like the number. But I will be back on the 49ers again this week where Jimmy went out. I moved it by half a point. That was all Jimmy was worth in my model for this 49ers team, which I could be dead wrong because I, I have a really small sample right now on this kid. But I went back and I watched his Iowa State footage, and it's like, all right, this kid can move the ball. He could really sling it. Like October. October. <laughs> yeah, so he's obviously he's good. I, I'm not a huge fan of his mechanics, like watching him play. I saw why he dropped so late. This kid has, has an or, unorthodox release. He's got weird feet when he throws. He doesn't set right, which he had plenty of balls he got away with. That really scared me. But he threw in the tight windows. He made big plays. So three and a half, sure, Chad. I'll back to 49ers. But I'm like you where it's like, do I feel great about it? Not really because I really know what I'm getting at this quarterback here. Guy, I'm not lying. We want to take a bye this week. We feel better, like, I feel better about the games we're talking about than just about any games we've talked about all year. What the fuck? Why? I don't know. Just, I, I think you're just, you're feeling good. You're in New York City right now, Chad. You're just feeling good. I don't think it's the Could games. Be. Could be. I love the, the Giants. The vibes are just really high right now for you. Uh, it could be. It totally <laughs> be. I'm thinking about Brock Purdy. Brock, it's like brock Sember. I love it. I love that. Like I, I obviously I don't know much about college. I got other stuff going on, but I love that was like a thing for them. Uh, because he has a great name. 
Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Stucky and Colin, Brock Purdy, and uh the uh and Greg Dorch, the guy in the Cardinals. <laughs> They are foundational in the history of the college coverage here at Action Network. Dolphins on the road at the Chargers. You were all over the Niners and the wise guys were all over the Niners. That was our big sharp calls last week. Yeah. Betting against the Dolphins, um, basically at any price, and it was right. Were the Dolphins exposed? What did we learn? What does this tell us about the Chargers as home dogs? And I'll remind people, we hate the Chargers as favorites. We love the Chargers as underdogs. Yeah, and that was another cool thing of like the fans enjoyed the fact that they were on the three and a half with the 49ers and it closed at five by kickoff. So it's nice when you're on the early line movement, the pros come in heavy over the weekend, bump it all the way up to five and you're sitting there on a three and a half ticket. But same game this week of Chargers are not left for dead, but it feels that way by people. People are just totally off of this team now. They every week shoot themselves in the foot. We've seen the head coach. Make terrible decisions, make weird decisions. Um, they don't make the playoffs. He's definitely going to be fired. But in this matchup, like I was going to make this by Simon Says, but I think you can wait and you can get a three and a half. This is a Sunday night game. The public is going to be all over Miami in this matchup. They're going to bet this number. They're going to throw them in a lot of teasers, a lot of parlays. This is just a classic bounce back spot for this Miami team. My issue is, is Miami that good? And we already talked about it last week. I didn't think Miami was that good. They played a kind of a soft schedule, had a nice little, had a couple of games where they're in good spots against teams. Had major questions about their defense. Their defense has given up a lot of yards, and teams have moved the ball on them pretty easily. Um, even I, I went back a couple of weeks ago and I watched, rewatched that Bears game against them, where the Bears should have beat Miami at home. Um, Justin Fields just had a really bad pick at the end of the game, where that, that's why they didn't. Yeah. I feel like they got away with one there and where people would be looking at them different if they had dropped one or two of these games along the way here. So looking at a matchup between a Chargers team and a Miami team that, man, this this is going to come down to the quarterbacks. I like them getting the three and a half. That's that's a great number to have with a Chargers team that plays games close. We've seen the games they've lost this year. It's usually a close a close loss or where uh, they win by a couple points. That's just kind of how the Chargers have been this year. Mike Williams, that's a big deal if he's back this week. We've seen the DBs and the cornerbacks really struggle with this Miami team this year. That that was out of this world what happened last week with the 49ers. The fact they brought in a third stringer and able to move the ball up and down the field in this Miami defense. And we flip it the other side where Joey Bose is not going to be back. His, his, week, his injury was eight to ten weeks. I believe it happened the final week of uh, September. So he should have been back this week practicing if everything had gone perfectly. It hasn't. I checked beat writers this morning. There is no update. Uh, they gave an update on Sunday after the game that they didn't think Bosa was going to practice this week with the team. I haven't seen that he is. That's a big deal. But luckily, we still have Khalil Mack, which is a huge advantage to have on the defensive line. Going against, up, going against these backups that Miami's had him starting out, these left tackle and right tackle positions. So I love, I love all the different things coming together where Miami is a really good team. But they're missing key key pieces to that offense. And if Waddle's injured as well, that's even bigger of a reason to want to back the Chargers team. Like that, that really gets things going. You have Waddle and Tyreek Hill on the field together. So all, all the science point taking the Chargers. And the biggest last one is going to be, I don't know what the numbers are yet, Chad, what the public's going to do, but I guarantee you the public is going to be backing this Miami team. So if, you, if oh. you're looking at a book and you have a three, just wait. I do think about like a three and a half. 73% of the bets are on the Dolphins right now. Uh, 89% of the money on the Dolphins right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. So another another road favorite getting all the money and all the tickets. Yeah. Never, never good. Uh, last game on the board, like I said, it's a short week. Patriots, one-point favorites at the Cardinals. I hate this game. I hate these <laughs> teams. Uh, there's very little reason to talk about it. It's not going to be in our contest. If we were putting something in for the contest, no opinion. Yeah, no opinion. It's my guts telling me you take Arizona here, but the thing because Kyler can run the ball. We already talked about the the Patriots have struggled this year. Now zero and three against running quarterbacks. They lost the Fields, they lost Lamar, and they lost to Josh Allen last week. That clearly is a major problem. Their defense. I don't know. It's because they have a QB spy. That's why it doesn't work. Their zone or whatever it is. It's just 
a running quarterback seems to give this Belichick defense problems. So I wanted to take the Patriots because I'm with Chad. Like, I hate Arizona, and I love fading Kingsbury in November and December. And them at home. Arizona has struggled mightily at home. But, man, the running quarterback thing, it throws me off a loop. So not going to be one of my five biggest bets, but in my pick pools and well, I'll probably end up betting in the end is going to be Arizona. Simon, right now, Foxhole is Broncos plus nine and a half. Simon says Giants plus seven. Exec decision, Lions minus two and a half. Big balls we're holding off on. I got a feeling come Thursday when we reconvene, Browns could be on our big balls yeah. list. Um, Chargers. The Chargers. Those are the, and maybe the Jets, depending on what kind of news we get. But to me, those are the three leaders in the clubhouse for big balls. Right now, Browns plus six, Giants plus seven, Lions minus two and a half, Denver plus nine, uh, 49ers minus three and a half, Chargers plus three, but we want you to wait on that. Those are the games that we've talked about, shown our cards on that we like the most. Shorter week. Shorter week. Only six, six, uh, six buys this week. Yep, and it's we might Chad might Chad's right. He might be able to convince me to put it in because I do really love the games we already talked about. But as we sit here, we know we probably should use the buy. We're gonna talk about games like we always end up loving the games we talk about. I know. <laughs> so at some point we got to use it. I know. That's, all right. This has been the favorites podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift, but listen all the way to the end. That's how we stay in the rankings. Until next time. Love you. Love you.